welcome to Inside the Mind of a interview series I do with people in the wrestling community, uh, people I'm friends with, people who inspire me. Joined with me, he is the co-founder of the Smacked Raw podcast, he is the host of The Rewind, and as our friend Mr. Matt Ritter has put it, my former boss, Kyle Tyson. How are you? Hey Katie, what's up, man? <laughs> I mean, it's kind of true. Yeah. Mighty brave of you to bring me on. Although I just realized you just told me it's not live. So even if I tried to sabotage this, no one would ever see it. So wouldn't let you. I guess I'm forced to behave. I mean, I don't ask for a lot. Just to behave is fine. <laughs> I've missed you, Katie. I miss you too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So for those who do not know, um, oh God, about like two years ago now. Um, I just put out a tweet and I was like, I'm just trying to podcast or I want to be on a podcast. And then through different channels, I meet Kyle. I get added to the Smacked Raw. I'd be confused with Smacking It Raw. Two different brands, two different shows. Uh, and then I was basically your right hand man for like a solid year. Mm -hmm. You were the Jamie to my Joe Rogan. Yes. Yes. Lots of, lots of shenanigans that happen lots of co-hosts lots of different people uh, kevin yeah. will always be the biggest pain in my ass because of that show i just All started uh I, yeah i just started interacting with kevin more um i uh i i've rebooted the old discord channel i threw a fresh coat of paint on it okay. i'm slowly chipping away at getting people involved and kevin is one of the more active people helping make it uh you know to interact with and it's been it's been pleasant. I'll say that it's been pleasant. Uh, Kevin was something. To to put it lightly, Kevin was something to work with. Uh, I'm happy towards the end he finally got a mic that would mute, so I didn't have to hear him hack up a lung every day, <laughs> every show he did. <laughs> but you know, fun times. Uh, but now, obviously, uh, I got this Smack Draw has got a whole uh, some more people, some new things going on. Uh, before yep. we get into the questions, you want to just, like, talk about everything now? Or you can do it at the end. It's completely up to you. No, I'll get it out of the way now. Um, just because I, I don't like... I think it's easier to to, to, to to do it in the beginning instead of, like, a really long, drawn-out exit. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so Smacked Raw is, is a channel for uh, a collection of podcasts. Currently, we have three shows. We have my show, The Rewind, with RN. We do it every Sunday. Essentially, me and RN just find the hot topics... Of, of the pro wrestling world over the last week. We'll cover them and then, you know, we'll actually talk about in-ring stuff if there's any captivating stories or wrestlers. So we just pretty much talk about what's going on and it's it's very opinion-based. Me and RN just just shoot the breeze and, and talk about it. Bama's still doing his variety shows. He's doing, um, one of the more fun ones Bama's doing is this or that. Uh, it's it's, a, it's a, a plain title, but it's a, it's a simple but fun concept. Bama just kind of like you know how I do UWO yeah. and I'll bring up a tweet and people will either dunk on it or 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 praise it mm -hmm. Bama will bring up like a, a a question and or no no he'll take like two comparisons let's just say like the rock or stone cold okay. and then people will talk about which they prefer very simple but it's been a lot of fun so his his variety shows with the check your temperature and this or that is always fun and then we just brought on um will 
for uh, botch spots and chair shots. And Will has been a more consistent interviewer. He's been bringing on a ton of people uh, doing wrestling interviews. He also does have a podcast that he does with his friend Bobby. They are they're more inclined towards the golden era of of pro wrestling. They're kind yeah. of like a throwback. Um, but Will is very uh, 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 interview heavy, and we actually, I believe it is next Tuesday, which, uh, God, I'm going to kick myself if I'm wrong. I want to say it is the third. Actually, it might be my birthday. I don't know. Um, hopefully, I'm right. But we're bringing on Buff Bagwell. We're going we're gonna to have, wow. uh, yeah, yeah, Buff's coming on. Will says... It's going to be unrestricted. Buff has already said that he's willing to go um, unfiltered, raw, whatever buzzwords you want to use. Nice. Um, the Buff will bring the stuff on the <laughs> botch spots and chair shots. So we're, we're super stoked. That's, that's kind of what we got going on. Like I said, it's kind of like it's like a Smack Raw. Like I said, it's like a channel when you turn the TV. You turn on channel Smack Raw, and then we have a list of programs that you can watch on that channel. Yeah. Uh, we got youtube.com slash smackdraw podcast and then our live stuff's on twitch.tv slash smackdraw i guarantee i could i could probably still do the fucking pitch at the end because i didn't do it so much i used yeah. to have like a note that like i stopped using after a while i was like twitch.tv slash smackdraw podcast and add smackdraw pod and it was just it just became like clockwork anytime i went on a show i was like i got it I have to do them yeah. all my own now, and I forget them half the time. It's terrible. Uh, but Will's nice people. Uh, he hit me up not that long ago to do something in May. So um, kind of like the conversations thing he did with Matt. Mm -hmm. He's going to bring me on, and we're going to do the same thing. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, Will's good people, man. He really is. Yeah. I like Will. He's nice. And he, like, he hit me up, too, and I was like, well, thank you for asking me to be on of course i like conversations where i don't have to host <laughs> yeah it's great exactly that's why i've been dying to come on here man i i love doing shows especially when the only work i gotta do is just show up all i do is show up be honest and answer some questions i think i can handle that i think you can handle it and like we start with an easy one and it, i always tell people this too if there's a question that you don't want to answer you can basically just tell me to fuck off and you don't have to answer it or you don't have to explain mm -hmm. why that's i give everyone the option uh but uh so like i said you're the co-founder of smacked raw how did you mm -hmm. get your start in the podcasting you know what's crazy is i just had my uh five year no, 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 excuse me, four-year anniversary for the pilot. I knew I always wanted to do a podcast. I actually shot a pilot in 2018, and I completely forgot about it. Um, I bought all my audio equipment. I bought this mic that you see. I have a whole bunch of other stuff like lapel mics, long extension cables. I don't know, like stuff I assume you needed for a show. Yeah. I honestly use like a fraction of it. Um, yeah, I, I just, I wanted to be able to talk pro wrestling and the person didn't work out. Uh, he, the, the dynamic we had just wasn't a flow. And he was like, look, man, I'm not really into pro wrestling. Like you are uh, just wanted to help you out. Mm -hmm. So I put it all on the shelf. And then I was on Twitter about a little more than a year later. Uh, we're actually rolling up on our three year anniversary uh, in May. I was on Twitter. I was 
probably drunk and uh i was browsing twitter and um you know you know like the uh like i don't know if you ever seen it this is going to show my age but the old like reesey cups commercials that used to be like they would there'd be some type of accident and they'd be like oh you got your peanut butter in my chocolate and then the other person's like you got your chocolate in my peanut butter it was kind of like that i saw a tweet this guy rob put out and he was like look i want to do a podcast i know all the technical stuff but i can't lead a show personality wise and then i was like hey man I want to do a podcast. I'm very much heavy on the personality. I just don't know shit how to run one. And it was, yeah, it was, it was a, it was a great match. Me and Rob did it for quite some time. You know, Rob. I do. Um, yeah. And that was, that was pretty much it. It took about, oh, a little over a month to get it off the ground. Um, but yeah, that was, that's how it started over a tweet. I was drunk and perusing Twitter. Isn't it crazy how a lot of these podcasting journeys for a lot of different people start with a tweet? Mine did too. Yeah, man. Butterfly effect. Mind if I go off the rail a little bit? Go for it. Okay. So, yeah, I was just talking about this last night. Um, My wife and I were celebrating our seven-year anniversary, and we were in a Barnes & Noble. Um, A Barnes & Noble at the South Point Mall in Durham, North Carolina, which is in in relation to where I'm at physically right now, about an hour drives away, right? And I was like, listen, this is the craziest butterfly effect that I can trace back 10 years ago. If one little thing did not happen, we wouldn't be here right now. And And I was like, it was me throwing a tantrum at the Pizza Hut I was working at at the time. And I was like, look, uh, and she was like, what do you mean? I was like, well, I got fed up with the low pay as a cook. So I said, I want to wait tables. I waited a table. This woman that I waited on liked my service. She offered me a job at Wells Fargo. I started working at Wells Fargo and as a teller. And one of my interactions I had uh, was these two people. And they, they overheard that I had this fresh new girlfriend that we, Jessica, my wife now, but, you know, we're still really new. And they, they overheard that I wanted to do something special for her. So they suggested this nice Italian restaurant called Maggiano's. Okay. And I took her to that restaurant a decade ago. And uh, we really liked it. And, uh, uh, and it was at the South Point Mall. And we never went back. I was... Now, fast forward 10 years, I was trying to get into this restaurant called Lucky 32 in Cary, North Carolina. They happen to be closed on Mondays. I don't fucking know why. So Maggiano's, I was like, wait, I remember a place. This would be a nice callback. Let's go to Maggiano's. Well, now that we're old and we ate all that pasta, we actually have to walk it off and digest it. Where did we walk to? This random Barnes and Nobles. Uh, And I was like, look at this. I was like, all due to me throwing a tantrum at a pizza hut a decade ago butterfly effect i really thought you're about to be like oh yeah that italian restaurant is net or the pizza hut is now the italian restaurant i really thought that's what the river was going no 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 just yeah you heard it i don't have to repeat it <laughs> you do not have to repeat yourself <laughs> that is crazy though like if you really sit and think about specific things that could not have happened if one thing didn't happen if i didn't I have a, tweet I... what would i be doing right now nothing 
I, I have a dark version of that, you know, like a really dark version. Okay. I've often wondered like what butterfly effects I may have triggered that has led to someone's death. You know, Kyle. I, I really have like, have I, have I crossed at a crosswalk and it disrupted someone's traffic flow. And then a half hour later, they're on the interstate and someone swerves into them and fucking kills them and their whole family. Like, dude, Jesus I think about the shit, fucking you know? Christ, Kyle. Yeah, dude. Yeah. You, you We're probably have linked minutes into the episode and you're talking about, this. you've probably been linked to somebody's like untimely death. You know, it's probably all of us butterfly effect, man. See now. Okay. Random side story. And then I'm going to get back to this. <laughs> the other night it was like one o'clock. Um, I live on like kind of a main road. I was, you know, just brushing my teeth, whatever, about to get ready for bed, and I hear a motorcycle go by. No harm, no foul. I understand. I live on a main road. I hear motorcycles and trucks all the time. I hear a motorcycle, and then nothing, and then I hear another motorcycle and a lady screaming. I look out my window, because I can see the main road from my bathroom. Oh, Jesus. Um, bike was here, guy by the light. Maybe 10 feet. Um, I'll save details because it's whatever. He was able to walk. Like, he was up and walking before the ambulance got back. He's lucky to be alive. But I yeah, witnessed I that mean, entire I'm... thing happen. Oh, man. Motorcycle accidents are... Whew. Terrible. Yeah. Not fun. But, you know, no. thank, thanks for the dark tone in the beginning of the show. I really appreciate that. Hey, man. I, I like to stand out. That's why, that's why we're here. That's why we're here. <laughs> All right. So... You said Smack Raw as a whole is going on its third year, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I can't even try and calculate how many episodes there have been due to what used to be a recap for Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and Dynamite, uh, pay-per-views, prediction shows, games, whatever the hell has been 568. 568 videos on the channel. Five- well, not, not uh, well. Five hundred and sixty-eight official shows, okay. like podcasts. There was a. I, I could. I'm probably going to be way off just because I, I drank so heavy, um, and my so my memory shot. I don't drink, by the way. Now I'm really proud of that. Okay. But, uh, but there was a period. Let's just say six months, eight months. I don't think it was an entire first year, but there was there was a while where we weren't doing video. Yeah, where, I didn't know that. Yeah, where like there was there's I mean, if you go to our YouTube, we we haven't curated much of it. We uh, unfortunately, we worked with a guy that was outed as a sexual predator. So those are pretty much the only episodes we took down were ones where he featured this fella. But other than that, you can still find all of our old shows, including and there, there'll be nothing. There's no it's just it's, like a logo in the podcast, yeah, like, you know, which a lot of people do. Mm hmm. So, 568-ish uh, podcasts. What have been some of your favorite episodes, if you can remember any? Dude, the first one that sticks, I mean, UWO. UWO is a gem. I, a I have a specific UWO? The Chicago, all Chicago. That's, it that's was, what I like to hear. <laughs> yeah, it was all Matt, it was Matt Ritter, um, Vicente Delgado, and uh, Benji Calavera, Benji I believe. Calavera. Yeah, I believe it was those three. It was. I want to say because they okay. bullied Vince. I remember. Yeah, yeah. The the whole the entire the dynamic of the show was just like the 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 roast of Vince, basically. Um, 
yeah and um it was a lot of fun it was it, i mean yeah yeah that's that one sticks out heavily um and then uh everything that i did with um with uh, uh matt vertigo he's always a blast to be on there's there's random episodes where the guys and i will have just great chemistry um but i mean like i said like that is always the first one that sticks out to be like just genuinely had a blast mm -hmm. i think uwo chicago was one of the first ones i watched before i was on one because mm -hmm. i was like i should probably figure out what the fuck this show is since he asked me to be on it yeah and then i watched and laughed my ass off that's still one i go back to every once in a while just because the three of them are hysterical together because it is it is the fact that like benji's known vince for so long and i don't think at the time or no maybe it was i don't know it like well now vince and matt are co-hosts on smacking it raw so like the mm -hmm. dynamic has always been there with the three of them and benji's a pain in my ass but <laughs> that's neither here nor there but yeah, every now and then you get great chemistry like mm -hmm. i like those shows when because I take pride in that. Like, you know, I don't I don't just take like the first three people that say, hey, I'm ready to do a show. In my mind, like I'll always have like a dynamic. So more often than not, the formula I'll stick to is I'll try to find some like one loudmouth. Let's just say it's a loudmouth, just say uh, just somebody who's more assertive. Yeah. Um, and then I'll try to bring on somebody that might be a little bit more deep in thought, and then maybe just uh somebody from my channel you know and yeah. and we'll see how the dynamic goes sometimes it goes over like a wet fart there's the putting you over episode super controversial it was the only to this date the only podcast where one of the hosts literally was like yo i'm walking the fuck out like because where all the bullying was in good fun on the all chicago one mm -hmm. It wasn't going over so well on the putting you over uh, episode, and I think it was poor Bob was just uh, just not feeling it that night. Um, so yeah, sometimes it hits, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, that that's a rough one to to watch or listen to. Is a little rough, a little rough. Um, so with again like these five hundred sixty eight podcasts you've done. Any unexpected moments you can think of that happened while you were recording anything, uh, didn't have, doesn't have to be for Smack Draw, that you can remember that made you laugh, like bust out laughing, like catch you so off guard that something, someone said something so out of pocket. I threw my chair across the room and it tore my whole set down. When did you do this? So I had, was, I had Matt Vertigo on. I was interviewing him. It's this chair. I have a lumbar support, but the chair, the back is not like secured. It's, it's just insert. So I lifted the lumbar support and I guess I gripped the chair too much. And I literally just tossed the back of the chair. And if anybody's like new to seeing this, the, this these bricks behind me, they're totally like faux they're bricks. Fake. It's just, okay. yeah, they're fake. It's just, it's a vinyl backdrop. Um, yeah. And the chair hit the bricks and ripped it down and i just had to roll with the punches <laughs> like we joked about it and then the the rest of the episode is just like my barren 
wall. Um, yeah. Uh, there's another show that I wasn't uh, uh, a, a personality on. I was producing. Okay. And I won't drop names. But this person was on the show. And they were hosting and I was producing it. But I was, I was like really sick. And so I was like, look, I'm going to go rest my eyes for just like a couple minutes and uh, I'll be back to, to close the show down. Lo and behold, like I fell asleep and this, this person who will not be named, will not be named. And uh, they, they, uh, it was, they were very new to podcasting and they had a breakdown and it was a whole experience. And I woke up in a cold sweat the very next morning. We had been live not airing anything for like eight hours. Yeah. And it was, it was a huge mess. And to this day, I don't think I've ever felt so guilty about anything in my life. <laughs> uh, you know what you brought up? Let's talk about the infamous incident here. Uh, I bring this up every once in a while, just for fun. Um, he's talking about me for those who can't get the fucking hint. He's talking about me. <laughs> this was oh God, a few months into me podcasting. And mm -hmm. I didn't really understand OBS like I do now yet. Like, I think you taught me, but I still wasn't sure about, like, or I don't think my computer could do it yet. Because then I ended up buying a game yeah. and everything worked wonders. But, so Kyle produced it for me. Uh, and it was a show I was doing with Kevin. I think it was just like, we'll say it was the Monday Night Raw recap. Because <clears throat> I think that's what it was. And I think that's exactly what it was, yeah. That's exactly what it was. And... So I, it, Kyle's just like, all right, text me 10 minutes before you're going to end the show. I was like, got it. I do. But before I even do, I lose Kevin because Kevin's internet decides to shit the bed. So I lose Kevin completely. And I'm like, oh, no, Kevin can't join the call again because I'm not the one hosting the Zoom. That's Kyle. Uh, I have, I mind you, this is live on Twitch when we're doing this. I have people in the chat, specifically Matt, who's just like... Matt Ritter. Matt Ritter. God bless, God bless Matt. <laughs> Literally. I think that's the reason, uh, like, I first interacted with him was because of that show. Because of that yeah. shit show that happened. And look where you're now. I basically co-host. Um, so, Matt's like, you're okay. Just finish the show. Do whatever. And I have people calling kyle texting kyle i have everyone and their mother trying to get a hold of this man i get no answer i have a breakdown i didn't fl i didn't cry on stream after the fact i had a nice full breakdown because again i was new so i didn't know uh and then kyle calls me the next morning at like 8 a.m he's like i'm so sorry i'm like dead asleep i'm like it's fine <laughs> I'm like, it's okay, it's not your fault, you were sick, and that is just, there's no evidence of that in case anyone's trying to go fucking dig it up. There's no, no, no that shit got scrubbed from existence. Yo, I will, I will say the sheer anxiety attack I had when I opened my eyes, and because it, it dawned on me instantly, and I mean, I am darting back and forth in my hallway just like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. And I come in here and I'm able to like, I can, I'm able to see the show. Like I, I'm watching it and I'm like skipping like every five minutes and I'm just watching your demeanor just get worse and worse until you are just like broken. 
and I felt so bad. Fun fact, I think we just had like the two-year anniversary of that. Oh, God. Um, Probably. Because I remember I bought you flowers, and it was my anniversary with my wife. So either A, it was my wedding anniversary, and I bought you flowers, or B, it was our dating anniversary which place it took in which case it took place in august but either way it was a day i was supposed to celebrate it with my significant other and i bought another lady flowers i the hoops i can jump through sometimes listen which you didn't have to do by the way and i told you that after the fact oh yes i did no, yes did i not. did this, i will die on that hill i needed to do more like I should have had like a PT cruiser, like a new vehicle Jeez for you in your driveway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, oh, man. The PTSD I probably have because of that now. Anytime I bet you have never let anyone else produce your show. <laughs> nope, this is, this is all me. I do everything myself. Everything's OPS on my end. <laughs> I don't let anyone else touch this. Like Savannah does everything for her own show and she sends it to me and then I just put it up. So <laughs> Oh man. I like try and forget about that moment. And then something like this brings it back up. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. What a time. But look where we are now. We both we're good. Look at us now. <laughs> Who would have thought? Because I sure Who would have thought did it. <laughs> At the time I was just like I'm never in podcast again. I quit. I'm done. I wouldn't have blamed you. I wouldn't have blamed you at all, man. I was back the next fucking show. But I was like, I'm not producing. I was like, I was like, Kyle, you have to be there. And that's true. You ended up being in the Zoom calls, but hidden for like the next like three shows until I could produce. Because mm-hmm. we were like, you're oh, not yeah. leave again. No, no, I was like, I ain't taking that fucking chance. <laughs> I learned that night, like, when I go out, I go out like a light. It's good to know. It's good information. Mm-hmm. Fuck. See through a fucking hurricane. <laughs> so, other than podcasting, um, what else do you like to do? What are some of your other hobbies? You said you do not drink anymore, which, good job. Very proud of you. Yeah, man. It's, uh... It's a special one to me, you know. I I had to quit. Drank for um fifteen fifteen years. Wow. Yeah. And uh yeah, I just had to quit, man. It's it's actually crazy to me because like in my head, I always saw like a certain way that it was gonna happen. I um I was like, you know what? Cause I it, for one, I was drinking an unhealthy amount. Like like super unhealthy. I'm talking four to five fifths of tequila just for me, not shared um, a week. Like I was, my tolerance is so high that I could, I just sit there and I could just drink, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, without blacking out or dying of alcohol poisoning. So in my mind, I knew, I knew it was going to like one day it would come down to this. I was like, look, one day it's going to, my wife is going to tell me, look, you know, it's, it's me and the kids or the booze. And I was like, that'll be, that'll be the day I quit. I was like, cause I, I was like, there's, that's, that's the only thing I care about, um, more than myself. Mm-hmm. And, um, it wasn't that I was really surprised. It wasn't that that made me quit. Um, I was, uh, so me and Jess, uh, were drinking. It was in, uh, it was in January. It was actually, um, it was two months, 24 days ago. Okay. Um, but, uh, 
we were drinking like any other night and we uh we went to bed next morning uh i got up we uh we have to get up in the morning because our we have to get up at 6 30 in the morning because our son has school and so but we ended up like oversleeping and it was it was seven o'clock when we woke up bus gets there at like 7 15 so we jump out of bed fucking <clears throat> she's running getting getting him dressed i'm like cooking fucking pop tarts and um and uh and we get his ass out of the door man he catches the bus like crisis averted mm-hmm. and um we uh we were sitting down going back to bed because we're fucking tired we don't like to get up at 6 30 mm-hmm. and uh jess was like she she just she said like i don't want to drink no more and she wasn't like she was like talking to me but more like herself yeah. like she had her back to me and she was like i don't want to drink no more and um and i'm just sitting there i'm not saying anything i get like she feels guilty whatever i've heard her feel bad about stuff before but then she was like i feel like a bad mom and mm-hmm. like jess is like everything to me man like my wife is is I fucking wouldn't have nothing in this life without her. Mm-hmm. And um, it killed me. It, it fucking like wrecked me because like, I look at Jess, like um, just the epitome of a good human being. Like this woman goes above and beyond like her work ethic and, and like the way she takes care of the kids. Like she works harder than anybody else I know. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I have like a 40 minute drive to work in the morning i had to go and and um <laughs> fucking crying thinking about it but it it wrecked me because i've always known that alcohol is like destructive like to a person mm-hmm. you know like when you do stuff you hurt yourself you know like like that stuff like that that's it's self-destruction um but it was it, it was at that moment that i that it, the lesson was learned on my end that like you know, she's an adult and she can do whatever the fuck she wants. I, I can't force her. I don't force her to drink or do anything like that. But, you know, we as as humans, we collectively influence each other, like the people that we choose to surround each other with. You know, we influence each other. We take little parts of each other that we enjoy and make it our own, you know, and that's just how we that's how we interact as people. And, you know, so her drinking was picked up because of like you know a lot of it to do with me that's because that's how she knew to hang out with me and it was like wow like I had a part I I I had a part in in hurting her ego and in and making her self-image like damaging her self-image and and that realization just hurt me way more than anything else like ever like I've ever done Mm -hmm. um and so yeah I quit I quit that morning. I called her up. I said, no more. And, and right now, you know, it, right now it's strong. I've quit drinking before. Um, and, and when you are motivated, it's super easy, but there's, and that's early. Like a lot of people with like addiction issues, you know, granted physical withdrawals or something, but they always think that like the beginning is hard, but when you find the right motivation, the beginning is actually pretty easy mm-hmm. um, because you finally have stuff click in your head that you're like, I'm, I'm good, I'm solid, I'm this new person. It's down the road is the hard part when, cause I'm two and I'm about to be three months in, that's to me, that's like a fucking weekend. Like it doesn't even feel like it's been a weekend to me, mm-hmm. but um. But uh, like a year from now, a year from now, the 
there's ego. There's no ego when you're hurting, when you realize there's a problem. There's no ego. You're, you're telling yourself, look, you have to change. Mm -hmm. And then a year down the road, though, you start telling yourself, I have changed. I'm stronger. That's when the real fight begins because you have to keep your ego in check to know that, look, no, you're not. You're still the same. You're the same fucking person that can down five-fifths in a week, you know, a year from now, I'm still that person. And that's that's when the real fight begins. But, yeah, so I quit drinking, man. I quit. And honestly, it's I'm, – I'm glad I did. I'm in my fucking 30s. You know, I don't bounce back, like – from from heavy nights anymore anyways like i drink if i drink the wrong alcohol i'm now i now have a 48 hour hangover anyways so like i you know i i wake up in the morning and i'm like oh that's 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 what the sun feels like early in the a.m that's what vitamin d is like wow i'd never realized the benefit Crazy. of just yeah so i do old people shit now like i sit on the porch and watch my dogs like poop in the yard and stuff <laughs> and i enjoy it that's my thing man that's my thing uh, do you still game at all? On uh, occasions, I don't. I I like I like to. I have I'm supposed to be doing WWE 2K22, and I keep putting it off. Like I was gonna play it today, and I put it off. I do I do game. Like if there's anything you're gonna catch me on, it's Rocket League because I can I can pick up Rocket League. I can play it for like. 20 minutes and then i can put it back down but you you've seen it. i got these two little kids they run around you know what i mean like I, and if if i'm in this office like during the daytime for more than like a half hour i'm neglecting somebody whether it be just the kids or something mm -hmm. and so it makes it difficult but um so i i fit i fit rocket league in here and there and then also my kids just got old enough where they can kind of play video games so maybe like once or twice a week we'll all play smash brothers on the nintendo okay. switch yeah we'll play that together um, but i can't overdo it with them man they're they're like their brains are like sponges and when you they just like soak up that like intensity for too long they freak the fuck out when you take it away you know what i mean like it's it's yeah so it's a balancing act when it comes to that but yeah i play video games but not not as much man i'm 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 old and boring when I'm not podcasting. You're not even that old. Relax. Jesus. Everyone's like, oh, I'm old. We're all like in your early 30s. Relax. I turned 34 like in a week. Like a week from today. Early Jesus. 30s. Oh. Exactly. You're fine. I I live this is the last year of early 30s. <laughs> you know? It's am I wrong though? Still early 30s. <laughs> yeah. Uh it's all right, man. I had a great anniversary. It helps. It helps like ease the the stress of exactly. time moving forward. I mean, I turned twenty six this year, so yeah. Woohoo! You really have nothing. You have nothing left to look forward to. Twenty five was last year, because you had you had uh, your insurance drop. Yeah. You know now um, now it's just just one foot closer to the grave, man. Can't wait. That's all Take it is. Time. Actually. Uh, my 25th year of life was pretty fucking good, so I can't really complain, even with, like, a pandemic happening. I think year 25, one of my best years, not to brag, so I'm pretty proud of that. 26 is go. probably gonna suck, so... <laughs> we'll no, it's say. what, it is, it, you very much, like, look, in life, you very much get out what you put in. Oh, yeah. If you you know what I mean? It, it, once you're, like, you know, not, not everyone is, is um privileged enough 
mm-hmm. to, you know, when they're kids have people just blindly treat them fantastic. But oftentimes like people that are, are privileged in life living, living somewhere, you know, like somewhat stable or, or beneficial, you know, living, growing up here in America and, and, and not living like in the complete ghetto, you know, like in a safe place. And I had like a halfway decent family growing up. So like every year people just for no fucking reason, just treated me good. Cause I was alive and I'm doing good. And they remembered me, you know what I mean? You get to your twenties and then you realize like everybody, once you're an adult, everybody's kind of like focused on themselves. So you better, you better put in the work because if you don't, if you don't do shit to keep these relationships healthy, nobody's going to reach out to you. You know what I mean? Like in a, in a, in a substantial way. Yeah. So as long as you keep, as long as you keep being a rock star, Katie, yeah, you're, you're, you'll, you'll, you'll have, you'll be fantastic forever. Well, thanks. I mean, I started this when I was 25, so she leads now my child. Turns, she lead, baby. Turns one in August. Well, as it's being its own channel, uh, like September, I think, is when my first, the first episode dropped. So I'll have to try and do something fun for that. Yeah, because she lead started on Smack Raw. Yeah. Yeah, I think we did like... 10 episodes on mm-hmm. SmackDraw, and then I created this little bubble we got going on here now. My own little channel, if you will. Got a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff on I love it, by the way. Thank you. Really, really trying here. Really trying to do a bunch of different stuff. <clears throat> That's not all wrestling related. But this question is. Um, okay. So, this is, again, I asked everyone this. If you could have, like, a table for three kind of situation going on. So you can have a dinner with yourself and then three other wrestlers, dead or alive, who are you picking and why? Mm. Fucking dead or alive, right? Dead or alive. Eddie. Hmm. I know. I, I mean, Eddie's always the easiest one for me. I feel like a lot of people uh, have chose Eddie in the past. Yeah, it's it's just yeah. He's he's super simple. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd probably like to do yeah. So I'd love to do Eddie. I'd probably do Kurt Angle. Okay. Because I'd love I'd love to hear Angle's mentality of going like legit world athlete, like Olympian um and uh like soaking up pro wrestling you yeah. know what i mean and i'd love to hear that and then um i'd also love to hear like what what like from his perspective what kept him around after he touched down in uh, ecw and saw that crucifix angle which almost kept him out of the business um for ages uh forever um so him uh, eddie kurt and then mm. damn that's a good question man it's a good question because there's like so many yeah um Hmm? I was gonna say yeah. This people usually get stumped on this one because they don't have it like off the top of their head. Well, you know what? Off the top, of my, I do have a third, but I keep telling myself no. And it, I guess I'll just push through. I'll say Benoit. I'd love to fucking. I'd love to get into the mind of Benoit. Um. Uh. You know, it's just weird because like, what are the rules to this? Is this? Is this? Did I bring him back to the dead after the murders, or do I? Do I bring him back? Do I t- sit him at the table at a young age before the atrocities? You know what I mean? Like, so I, I think at one point, cause I think when I interviewed Jizzy, she gave me like two sets of answers. Um, I think Benoit was on like the one 
table, if you will, of like uh, infamous people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, yeah, like it could be however you want, however they went out, uh, when they went out, just however you want it, how will you remember them. But if you want to have like an honest conversation with somebody, then I would say like post um mm. things happening. So, I mean, again, personal personal preference is whatever you would want. Like, your dream. Like, you, you said you're going to talk to Angle about everything like that. Eddie, you can talk to about basically anything. And so it's... Well, Eddie would crack you up, yeah. Um, it, you know, had you had had this been, like, a year ago, like, in the midst of, like, like, all the heavy drinking I was doing, I would also say, like, Flair. Just because Flair... Um, I would love, dude. The dude's got a billion fucking stories. Um, I just don't know how many of them he probably remembers, but he also doesn't feel like a person that would fabricate them either. Like I don't, I don't, I don't think like Flair. Flair seems like he probably feels untouchable. So I feel like with Flair, you know, you'd get like, I would assume, super honest takes from him. Yeah, it's putting it. That's putting it lightly. Uh, not, not a big like, Rick Flair like Con- guy over here. Not a fan. <laughs> Sent me a flare shirt, man. I almost wore that tonight. No, man. Like I like I like controversy too, though. I do. I love I know controversy. You do. I know you. Yeah, do. I love it, man. Um, so, uh, yeah, I just like to hear shit like that. Okay. Um. So this can be about podcasting. This can be about anything in general. Uh, I always ask people any advice you give to anyone watching or listening. Like I said, podcasting life whatever whatever advice you want to give to the people uh just do it man just fucking whatever whatever it is that you want to get done do it and and suck at it like be fucking terrible and be okay with being terrible um a lot of us a lot of us myself included have you know uh have there's things that we didn't do because either a we didn't know how to get from point a to point b uh, we didn't have all the answers, and so we just didn't do it. Or B, we couldn't knock it out the park and be perfect um, right away. Mm-hmm. And so, and this is a lesson that I'm learning as well. It's not like I'm a successful guru here, um, not Tony Robbins um, or anything of that nature. But I'm learning it with my kids. You know, I'm learning. I learn. I get to learn life again, like through my children. Yeah. And um, because you know you you hear insecurities in them and you want to be like their biggest cheerleader yeah and then oftentimes oftentimes you find yourself like giving advice to kids you know like wow i should probably take my own advice mm-hmm. and and that's like kind of like one of those things you know i um yeah is is just 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 do it like whatever whatever like passion you have or or thing that you want to go out and do just like i said i guess you fucking just go do it and and be horrible and but have fun doing it and and learn it and hone your craft um there's uh there's somebody in particular i'm trying to really beat that into right now there's somebody i know that um he's in a dark place and he feels helpless uh because he's uh he's a victim of himself and then also of the surroundings that he's he's brought himself to and he's now he says he wants to get out says he wants to leave and go somewhere but he just doesn't know how he would leave those people behind and all this that and and the advice i want to give him is just you just gotta fucking do it man like just mm. pick up and move 
you know um because if you if you put yourself in a slump uh, you put yourself in a slump and you convince yourself that you're not allowed to leave that slump unfortunately you never will like you have to you have to give yourself permission and if sometimes you know if that means some people around you get hurt you know what so be it if they really care about you and they really love you they'll see the fact they'll see that you're doing it to to benefit yourself to make yourself a better human being and they'll forgive you you know they'll forgive you or they'll understand um but oftentimes you know that pulling that trigger is terrifying especially if you have already gotten to a certain point in life and you you just hit in the reset button um it's uh it's it can be terrifying, but there's no, there's no better advice than I say, like, like fucking do it, man. If you feel like everything is crumpled around you, just fucking clean slate it, man. Yeah. I, I, again, that's another thing that, um, almost everyone has said in some iteration of that, of like, just do it. It's like, go out there, try it. If you like it, then you're obviously meant to do it in some way, shape, or form, and then kind of go from there. Because nobody does something and they're perfect right off the bat. If they are, they're superhuman, which, incredible. But as since we do it, podcasting, for example, I guarantee you go back to your first episode, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. I, I know damn well mine is, because my internet died on me halfway through the show and we were live and I didn't understand and it was terrible it was an awful time there's um there's there's one more piece of advice though that I think is equally as big okay um but oftentimes you this one's a little bit more overlooked uh people don't really uh I've seen I've seen so many people fall into this trap and then they don't even learn from it mm-hmm. so probably equally as big as advice as I could give to other people just like what we just went over there um, is always look for toilet paper before you shit every time please do it the last thing you want to do is be dropping a deuce and you reach over and now you got to do the walk of shame and get the doo-doo on the butt and everything you can't do it man always just look for it just do a little bit of prep work promise you it'll enhance your life you're an ass <laughs> i really thought it was gonna be like a super heartfelt thing <laughs> oh believe i dude it is heartfelt man we've all fell victim to that but yet somehow a lot of us still don't learn <laughs> putting it out there i'm making people aware i'm spreading awareness Okay. <laughs> so, uh, your life right now, you said you're about to be 34. Mm-hmm. If you had to write an autobiography about your life to this point, what would be the title of it and why? Okay, so that one's fucking... What? <laughs> you're writing an autobiography about yourself, about your life. Yeah. You gotta give it a title and tell me why you give it that title okay so autobiography is just about my life you know um
love unconditionally. Okay. Like just just love unconditionally, man. You um the reason why is um like a lot of other my peers, a lot of other people I know, we uh we we don't always get handed the 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 deck that we want. We don't get handed the cards that we want and a lot of us um can be resentful and be angry and stressed and hateful. Mm-hmm. And I was I was no victim I was I was no different, man. I had um I don't I don't you know I I joke so fucking much to the point it's infuriating to some people around me um but that was my coping mechanism i developed uh growing up i've told you in the past uh i i had I, by the time i was 18 i lived in 40 different homes over 40 i lost i lost i stopped trying to fucking count after 40 um i went to six, uh, excuse me nine different middle schools i went to three different schools every year and stuff and so you know, as a kid, it's normal. You don't know. You know what I mean? You're you're living life. You're just going through life, yeah. you know. And then so lo and behold, you know, by the time I, I get to young adulthood, I'm not where I I'm where I want to be at in life. You know, I've I've I can't focus. I've I've I dropped out of school. Now granted, I I went back and got my high school equivalency. Mm-hmm. I went back and got my diploma a year later after I dropped out. Um but anyways, my life was was very tough. And I was angry. I was angry at the people that I lived with. I was angry at the people that I was surrounded with. And, um, and I learned that carrying around all that that hate and anger, just felt god awful, man. And, um, and not to mention it, it, it ruins you. And so uh, I, I do believe if you try to love those around you unconditionally, it, and I, I still get fucking angry. I still get mad and stuff. And, and I still want to talk shit. And I still feel like that stuff. But I, I tell myself, you know, a lot of the times now when I get angry, a lot of the times, you know, when all that, I don't have some like religious proverb or anything like that. I literally just say, look, it ain't, it ain't worth the negative energy. Yeah. So uh, just, just, you know, fucking the, the people in the South have a really dirty phrase. One of the meanest fucking phrases um, and I believe it's kind of like this lesson and it's, it's bless their heart, man. They say bless their heart out here and they just mean you're fucking dumb. But what they're doing is a, in a way they're putting positivity out there and it helps that person. That person now has said their piece and they get to go on about their day. Exactly. And it was a nice way to say you're, you're fucking stupid, but I'm going to still treat you kindly, you know? And, um, and that's it, man. And that's, and that's, so that's what I try to do. That's what, that's what I try to do now. I, um, you know, there's people that make me mad. Uh, and one of the weird things that I do is I, I, uh, I, uh, I try to send them like a, a happy message actually in the morning. I do. I send like a little video. I said, look, crush it in life. You're going to do fucking fantastic things. Go crush it. And this person may not talk to me. They may not talk to me, but once every couple months and it hurts me because they're not talking to me. Um, but I put that kindness out to them because that's all I can do now. And it helps my soul. It helps me let go of some of that resentment of like, yo, like why, you know, like, why, why, why aren't you talking to me? Why, why, you know, why aren't you listening to this advice and stuff? And, um, uh, so, but I put them 
I, I can't force them to. I can't force them to, and I can't blow up this person's phone all day long. I can't blow it up and get angry they're not talking to me because now, now they're literally doing nothing, and and I'm carrying negative energy, and I'm not going to be able to move forward in my life. So you love unconditionally. I send a happy message to them. It's kind of like me putting that energy out to out to the world, and then it lets me focus on myself and go forward. And so I'm trying to apply those those positive things. Um, and that's 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 how I come up with the title, KB. That's how I come up with it. I, I like it. Yeah, it's it makes sense. Like you explained why, and I I think it's a damn good title. Um, I've had people like describe like the book covers in their minds too and I love how it's one of the reasons I love having those questions is because the way people think and how they create their answers some people take it from like a specific part of their life you take it from like your entire life and it's it's just refreshing to see people's different perspectives of different things mm-hmm. so um, yeah I love that honestly appreciate it no it's a good question man it's good it's really good um so you kind of talked about everything that smackdown's doing right now but future plans uh what do you guys have coming up what are you going to be on what's going on with smackdown in the future the next like Um, month or two <laughs> well, we, like I said, we got the Buff Bagwell stuff coming up. That's that's probably the biggest news coming out is we got that interview with Buff Bagwell. Will's gonna crush it. Um, I'm actually leaving this show to do another show with Will where we're gonna talk about our favorite wrestling video games. Um, which you know I might not be doing much gaming right now in my life, but I played plenty of video games when I was younger, and yeah. I loved wrestling games. So I'm actually really excited to to go down that avenue. Um, we're trying to do the YouTube shorts. We've learned that on YouTube, which is an avenue we're trying to grow, uh, you do get more you get more views. Like, mm-hmm. like it's almost like a surefire thing to get views. Um, and we're looking. We we're I'm I'm setting some feelers out there to to bring a couple other shows uh, under the Smack Drop banner. I can't I can't drop any names yet because nothing has been no ink has been put to paper. But I'm i'm really excited for one in particular i i'm still in the whining and dining phase though okay so what you're saying is you'll tell me when we're done recording yeah i'll tell you yeah i'll I'll let you know i'll let you know who i'm working on Uh, see this is why i love the show because i get scooped after the fact so thank you (laughs) yeah but yeah we're so we are looking to add more shows like if if like if there's a more broad answer uh, is we're looking to expand the brand because, like, I mean, if you if you turn it to a channel and they only have three shows, there's not too much variety. So we want to we want to get some more. And so yeah, I'm working on it. I'm working on getting some more people. Yeah, that'll be cool. I I'm actually very excited to hear you got feelers out for after the fact. Um, all right, Kyle. So it's been about like an hour of me asking you questions. Now it's your turn. Do you have any questions for me? Anything you want to know? Lay it on me. Why'd you leave us, Katie? Is that actually your question? No. It, it can be. I'll answer it if you want me to. Well, you've already answered it. You've told me personally. So unless your answer changed, I know. I, yeah, I mean, it's it's basically just I wanted to go out on my own and kind of mm-hmm like i said create this brand that is she lead um 
because I, as I've, like, been on Twitter more recently, I realized, like, there is quite a few, like, female-driven wrestling podcasts out there, but there's not a lot. Mm -hmm. And so, if I can do one that's solely women and, like, women's wrestling, and, like, I have my co-host Savannah, love her to pieces, but then having, like, this show, and then, like, in the crowd, and, like, bringing in other stuff that isn't wrestling, like, because, yeah, we all love wrestling, but it's not the only thing we all love, so mm -hmm. that's why I like Very stuff true. like this. Um, so, yeah, that is why I left. There was no spitefulness or anything, it's just I wanted to be a big kid and go out on my own. No, man, yeah, no, I know, I know, I know. I was, I was kidding with you. I'll, I'll ask you. I'll ask you one of the more the one of the more popular internet questions that seems to get buzz. I'll let you answer it. Okay. Okay. So this is one of the more this is one of the more like featured questions that I see all over the internet. People give certain reasons. Um, you're offered, let's say, ten million dollars, right? Okay. But if you take it, there is a magic slug that will pursue you relentlessly, and if it touches you you will die couple rules this slug will hop into cabs it will hop into airplanes it also can travel through walls so you couldn't like just put yourself in a bubble for the rest of your life so this thing you get 10 million dollars but you have death just slowly inching towards you and you never know quite where it is because it's a little slug would you take the money knowing that thing is going to be pursuing you for the rest of your life no <laughs> I would not. First, I I have so many questions about this. Why the fuck is this a question on the internet right now? Dude, it's super. Dude, this this yeah, this is a. I see this thing pop up. So many people giving their answers. I have never heard this question before. No, um, you don't. You don't. You couldn't outrun a slug. I I could realistically, but I wouldn't want that constant like it's near thing in my head. I'm like ah. Uh -uh. I can't. So that's a real thing, too. That is a real thing, knowing that, oh, there's something pursuing you yeah. at all times. No, yeah, I man. I don't like that. I mean, cool, money, but I can make that. If I if I try hard enough, I could make something like that. Not that number, but no, I don't want a fucking magical slug chasing me <laughs> the rest of my life and giving <laughs> me a death before I think I need to go. Like, uh-uh. Fuck that. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, it's definitely the first time I've been asked that question, so. <clears throat> and do you can, do you have any other questions for me about anything? <laughs> mm. Why is it okay for girls to win wear men's underwear? I don't know, comfort? Okay, I'll take it. I mean, I have a lot of, like, girlfriends who end up just, like, they sleep in just, like, men's boxers because they're comfortable and they're loose and they're not, like, form-fitting. So, I'll just base it off of that, I guess? I don't know. Okay, no, I was just wondering. <laughs> <laughs> you have any other questions for me uh yeah i'm sure i can come up one um how many nine-year-olds do you think you could take in a fist fight simultaneously i'm not fighting any children 
if I wasn't, okay, I'll put it in the perspective of if I was a nine-year-old, how many other nine-year-olds could I fist fight? No, no, grown adult, no, no, grown no. adult. No, 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 I'm not putting that out there that I am an adult who would smack around nine. Man, because I could, I could wreck probably fucking like 30 of them, right? Because they just <laughs> drop. Like, all you gotta do is hit them one time, they'll drop. You know, there's like no nine-year-old that's going to take like a punch to the face and like wipe the blood off their mouth and then keep coming. No, they're going to stop. They're going to like curl up in the fetal position. So you kind of just keep circling back and you just fucking just drop them one after another. So really it's more of a question about stamina, I think, in that case. And I think with my fat ass, I'd probably get through like probably 30 to 50 before I, I get too tired. And maybe like the first batch is like getting up. I can't believe these are the questions you're asking me with you. You can ask me literally anything and you're just like, yeah, but these are the slug. ones that come off the top of my head. There's, there's nothing that has been like, you've been itching to know or wanted to know. You didn't tell me like, Hey man, take some time to do some introspective thinking. And like, no, these are the, these, <laughs> I told you, like, this is how I'm conditioned. I'm conditioned for like. Well, like I like I told you before, like uh, everyone comes into this blind, and then they always are just like they'll ask me like one question, and then they're like, oh, well, actually, I was wondering about that. There's like nothing you want to know about the shows or anything. You're just gonna. <laughs> Would you do it on a show? Stop. <laughs> stop <laughs> oh my god this is not how I was expecting this portion of the show to go at all my bad sorry my, uh, my apologies it's fun there's been colorful conversations on here before uh, but did you have anything else you don't have to say ask me anything else. what do you think about Elon Musk buying Twitter um it's weird I I don't know, I've seen a lot about it, but then, like, don't really understand a lot about it either, because I don't look into shit like that, because I'm kind of just really, using the platform. It's, it's really weird, like, like, there are people that are, like, on both sides, like, super offended by it, and and then, like, there's other people who, like, feel they need to defend the billionaire. Like, like, I defend. just think that money could have been spent doing other things to like help the world, but not to buy fucking Twitter. That's what I think. That's my opinion on that. I mean, he's not the only one that could feed the world. You know, you got Jeff Bezos and, and, and oh, it's, Soros it's, guy. It's, you know what I mean? Like, the, all uh, these a guys lot of them. Be, oh, 100%. Yeah. I'm not saying just like feed the world. Like, it, to just help the world in general, any of them. Do you think he's it. buying it so people can start tweeting the N word more? Stop. I've seen that out there. I've seen that as like an excuse. You're like, man. All right, all right, Katie. I made you uncomfortable. I apologize. I apologize. I'll stop. I'll back off. There it was. I was wondering where the break point was. Okay, my my bad. I'm a guest on your show. I should behave better. It's okay. How is Sheely going? How is Sheely going? Thank you. <laughs> have, is it just you and Savannah still? Or have you brought anybody else on? Um, Are you working with anybody? So it is still just Savannah and I. Um, mm -hmm. uh, so like we have Sheely Jokes, which is just the weekly recap. The Thursday show. Yes, the Thursday show that we do uh, every Thursday live. 
I'll do my pitch after the fact. Um, <laughs> so we have that. I do this. Um, I think this is episode, like, 13? I think I've done, like, 13 of these, something like that. I'm just trying you... to get comfortable with, like, my friends and, like, people I know first before I, like, move on to other people. Um, and then, like, in the crowd is something, like, I've that's gone through, like, a few different iterations already. It's, like, a collab show I've been trying to do. Like, I have a Chicago version of that, and I have, like, the first episode of that where, like, the first episode, Reek showed up late. The second episode, Benji showed up two hours late. And it was a mess. Um, but then I kind of turned it into a, uh, game show because it was Matt's idea. Um, mm-hmm. it's, like, the newlywed game, so it's, like, a know your co-host thing. So I've had two of those so far. Oh, I'd love to do something like that with RN. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely try and get you guys on to do that, because I'll just have to, like, that think w- of questions. <laughs> yeah, dude, me and RN, like, we, we fucking click now. Like, that's my dude. Okay. Like, yeah, I love it, man. Me and me and RN, yeah, some ride or dies. <laughs> we used to consider ourselves, like, the Will and Jada of podcasting, but, like, I don't know if that's like, a good example. I don't nowadays. think he's probably use that one anymore. That's pretty toxic. Just really maybe. Toxic. Uh, and then Savannah has her own show, uh, New Japan, so she has, like, two episodes out of that, I think, working on a third. I let her, she has full reign on that. I just have her put in her Google, uh, Google Drive, and I uploaded everything for her, just because it's just easier for me to do all of that stuff, plus I don't know shit about New Japan, so I let her do that, because that's something she wanted to do. Um, but, yeah, Is she salty? Yeah. Let, actually, let me ask you a question that actually is topical. Is she salty about the merge show, or is she excited for it? The, like, Forbidden Door show? Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, to my knowledge, she seems excited, because she loves both shows, so I, I think we, she I have just a, wants Okada there. I think that's, like, the main thing. Yeah. Okay. I have I have a friend who's, um, I'm not going to name drop her, because, like, she got dragged. Uh, but she's she's a big fan of New Japan, and she's always been kind of like iffy with AEW. She doesn't actively like go out and say she hates AEW, but um, she is like fucking dead against it, man. Like she thinks it is just a terrible decision, which I thought was weird. I was like, oh, I thought you'd love to see them like mix it up with another company. But I think I know who you're talking about. I won't name names either. I promise you, you do. I, do. I promise you, you know who I'm talking. About. I do. Yeah. Um. But no, I don't really see an issue with it. I mean, it gets an American audience to look at New Japan more. So I look at that as, mm-hmm. as a, like, broadcasting your name more. I don't know what the fuck they're going to do with this show. I don't know if they're going to do, like, one person from AW versus a person from New Japan. I don't know how the fuck they're going to do it. It was announced last week. I have a feeling it's going to be a combination of, like, AEW versus New Japan, whether they be singles, most likely a lot of tags. Yeah. But then I think we'll also get like New Japan versus New Japan and AEW versus AEW. Oh, I feel yeah. like it'll be like just like a hodgepodge, you know. But yeah, um, I don't think it's going to be straight up AEW versus New Japan. But I do believe the overall story that they're telling is like the undisputed elite and Bullet Club yeah. kind of being the big bad guys of the event mm-hmm. um you know uh so it, it's i'm excited for it dude i think it's gonna be pretty dope i mean wrestling's wrestling i love i love AEW, even though it kind of sucks sometimes 
and I know a little bit about New Japan, so if I see the people I know, that's cool. If I see people I don't know, then cool. I get to see new wrestlers. And I feel like Savannah is excited about it because it is two companies that she really loves, so mm-hmm. I guess we'll have to see. Yeah. I want. I just want to see uh, Aubrey Edwards interact with Red Shoes. Like, I want to see that interaction at some point, man. I want to see, like, a match going off the rails, and then they kind of just take over. Uh, you know, kind of like the old the old days where it was, like, the SmackDown ref and the Raw refs would yeah. go at it a little bit. I want to see that. Uh, Possible. While we were sitting here, I um, over here, I pulled up your one-year anniversary for the She Lee Showcase is technically July 1st. You did nine episodes. Nine. on um on that. on our yeah on smack draw uh okay. and then i you have a pizza cutter spot in women's roster then and now that's a cool one happy birthday katie uh was the title of another episode my favorite though cool nails and tiny hands uh that was a great title i like that one uh i'm 99 sure that was matt's idea because tiny hands was his nickname T- for john silver yeah <laughs> so it makes sense. <laughs> uh, oh, wow, July first, yeah. July first will be a, a, now. So technically, the, the the year anniversary of the debut episode. I don't know if you're going to count like a separate anniversary from the launch of your own channel. I, I'll probably end up doing both, and then okay. my two year anniversaries in August too. Just I've been doing this for two years already. Jesus. Yeah, man. <laughs> what the fuck. <laughs> Remember I gave you like a legit job interview over the phone? Uh, yeah, I literally had like a Zoom interview and I was like, what the fuck is this? We did a phone call. Did we? We did a regular call. Like, yeah, like I called yourself. You gave me your number and everything. I could have been a murderer. I mean, you I wouldn't have cared. You're in a different state. You weren't going to find me. <laughs> that you knew. Maybe that you knew. I know where you are. You know what's fucking weird is you gave me your location on Snapchat every now and then, but you're like the only person so i'll see like just like a little katie icon pop up every now and then on the snap map (laughs) i'm only in i don't go anywhere it's mainly pittsburgh nine times out of ten so i'm just somewhere just out and about i don't really go on snap a lot either (laughs) jesus well i think i think what it does like because i don't i don't check the notifications so i think what it does is if like if i get like a notification and i don't check it like probably like two or three more times it'll pop up like to just keep reminding me like oh katie did a story i'm like okay i know whatever man i think there's probably something you can go into your (laughs) you're funny you thought i wouldn't hear that uh (laughs) almost almost slipped that in there no i i got good ears we're good (laughs) uh (laughs) jesus um yeah anything else you want to talk about ask me whatever I mean, there's a lot, dude. Like for real. Um, but I don't want to. I don't want to like hijack your show. I what mean, I want to do. Still got time. So we're not. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. No, I'm. You know, like save a little, leave him wanting more. Maybe, maybe we'll revisit someday, or maybe it doesn't have to. You don't have to be like on inside the mind of again because you can't. You know, sounds like you have a formula that doesn't really lend itself to have the same person on. Yeah. multiple times relatively quickly mm-hmm. but i'd love to be a guest on your show yeah. at some point 
and talk about the time I stole a Mercedes and drove it across Maine. Because you were, I almost did it when you did the autobiography question. I was like, yo, this would be, I, I could talk about this, but that's more or less like a coming of age story. Not so much an autobiography. I mean, that was your coming of age story. It's your autobiography. It, it would have counted. But you said your life. You said your life where this is a very isolated two weeks of, of I, you know, there was a car stolen running from the law impromptu ballet classes staying in abandoned mansions and then hiding out in like uh, a, a pedophile's house a female pedophile by the way um who lived across the street from a police station and uh yeah there was there was a lot a lot in that two week for like my 15 year old self that yeah. i had to experience yeah, yeah. Man. and i've i've heard the majority of the story i believe at least, like, the some of the key points, or most of the key points I've heard before. I remember trying to tell you one time, and I was way too liquored up. And so it was kind of disjointed. <laughs> now I can kind of remember it chronologically. There was a lot of pieces missing. There was a lot of, I do know of, like, a lot of pieces that I was like, oh, yeah, I remember uh, finding out there was police at my house, like, while I was on AIM. Like, I had messaged my brother on like yeah. i was i showed up at like an ex-girlfriend's house and i was i was like hey can i use your computer because back then we didn't have cell phones um day. yeah back in the day and he was like yo where are you there's police here right now and i was like bitch i'm in massachusetts and i was not in massachusetts but maybe i'd like to come on i'll talk about it man. i'll talk about some other day whether you want maybe maybe if you want to maybe we can try and work that question into the know your co-host thing with you and rn i think we'll have a fun time man we'll smoke cigars who's this we we'll do some we'll do some dmt some drugs not i said i don't drink anymore i didn't say i won't do drugs okay i difference i do not do drugs i drink I'm just kidding, man. Don't do drugs. <laughs> don't do drugs. I no. Yeah, I just realized, like, uh, you know me. Other people don't know. Don't do, I don't do drugs. <laughs> I don't. I'm a boring family man. You're not boring. You are a family man, though. You are a family man. All right. Anything else you want to talk about? I don't have anything left. You really, you really tried. I was trying to pull something out there. I, I give you props for trying to derail us, and you failed because <laughs> I know how to I know how to keep this one on on the tracks. Unlike any you, time I would do a smack draw and shit went off. You worked fast. with Kevin. You worked with Kevin. You have some practice. I'll give you I, I that. I worked with Kevin for the majority of the year I was there. A lot of the time solo because you said no. I want to do dynamites now and took. Or no, this was before that and then once you said no i want dynamites then you took kevin and then i got rn and then you I stopped tried. doing raw recaps and then i got stuck with kevin by myself raw was the fucking worst at the time man it was the worst decision trying to recap it like right after the show went off the air too like that was that format was tough you have to get paid for that format to work like like you have to be paid to 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 bring to bring the effort 
when you're not getting paid to, to recap like raw and all those shows every night, like immediately after they go off the air, I mean, we went through it. That's why we're a fucking channel now and not the smack raw recap podcast anymore is mm. burnt you the hell out. I don't even do recaps anymore. Like Mm-mm. I literally talk about news and rumors, women's wrestling history, we Savannah and I talk about our wrestlers of the week, and then I come up with a question that her, her and I talk about, and that's that's it. Because I'd had a year worth of recaps, um, beat for beat recaps for the first half of the year, which was the one of the worst decisions I've ever done in my entire life. Um, and now if I want to do recaps, I just hop on over to Smackin' Raw because I'm basically a co-host there. How frequently are you on this show? Because if, 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 like, the way as an outsider, it feels like you're on it, like you're just the uh, like unofficial co-host. Like you're on it more than you're not. So that's kind of how this whole thing started. Um, towards the end of last year, Vince called off a lot, uh, just for whatever, and I typically am not doing anything at like one a.m. on a Friday night. So. Um, Matt would hit me up a lot, and I would just come on the show. Oh my god, I can't believe you still have that fucking shirt. Oh, Jesus. You use this as a thumbnail? Uh, no, I have a, I have a thumbnail I do for these. Okay. Um, so, I think it was, uh, like the anniversary show or something we did earlier this year. I was just like, you know what? I'm basically a part of the show. Uh, I think it was a little after that I told Matt the one time I was just like, I'm the porn up poppy now. Like this is this is my thing. I'm it's me, not Vince. And so it has now become a competition between uh, Vince and myself on who will get the nickname porn up poppy at the end of the year on who has been on the most shows. And right now we are tied. Oh wow! So it's it's not based off of like preference or anything like that. It is just who showed up to work more. Basically, you get yeah yeah. It's a title that you that you literally earn mm-hmm. by by working for it. Okay, no, I like that man. I like yeah. that. And Vince was a little upset at first, but then Reek, who gave Vince the nickname, was like, "Nah, chaos. Let there be a competition." So. Okay, wait. I, you know what? Now that we've been talking a little bit, um, I do got a question for you. Explain the cafeteria. Okay, so that is just um, a group chat of a, a few different podcasts. Um, it's kind of like this. It was kind of like the Smack Draw fam group chat thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like some of the same people. It just um, like Young Kings, myself. Matt, Getcho, Jizzy, and, like, Benji. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, just talking about whatever. It's literally just become, like, a little community, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, like, we ever need, like, a co-host for something, like, we can just shoot it in there and be like, who's available? And then someone can hop in. Like, that's kind of how the whole thing started with, like, me helping with smacking her off so much, is that. So it's kind of just like a good core group of people, and like we share, like they talk about like their art and stuff like that. I don't art, 
Um, but it's just this little community that kind of grew out of Twitter, I guess. Mm-hmm. And solid people love them all. They're great. Um, and it, it, it's, yeah, it's just like this little, it's like basically there was the smack draw chat and then basically like once that ended it became like the cafeteria because it was like a lot some of the same people basically yeah yeah and i want to talk about that more off the air because uh you know i have some funny anecdotes about that i'll share with you behind the scenes stuff okay yeah okay well you got me invested about it now there's a couple things there's a couple things i want to talk to you off the air i I can't i can't talk to you like on the air like about it that's fair that's fair that's fair yeah um yeah anything else no that's about it man i just wanted to give you a chance to plug the cafeteria it came to my mind i was like oh yeah that's something something that she does they they get a nice little shout out every once in a while especially if like i have one of them on like when i had like jizzy on it was like big shout out to the cafeteria because like jizzy's a big component of that so it Mm -hmm. it comes up occasionally um but yeah thank you again kyle for doing this with me um tell the people where they can find you specifically like socials whatever yeah we got a we have um we you can, you can find me like on twitter at at the kai tai show i i occasionally will tweet it i go through spurts there i'll be quiet for like a week or two and then i'll i'll like be just addicted for like mm-hmm. a week i don't know um you follow the show which is going to be a little bit more active uh at smack draw pod uh youtube.com slash smack draw podcast twitch.tv slash smack draw um you can find us anywhere like audio stuff is is around uh we have a we have a um patreon you can support the show over there um still got that up and running and then we even have a paypal man if y'all just want to donate you know a couple bucks here or there um works out it actually was fantastic man the patreon paypal uh uh the the fruits of their labor have shown through some of your studio equipment savannah's over the time um more recently kevin's uh, uh will the bot spots and chair shots his whole setup um you know, supported by the Patreon. You guys have, you guys literally have helped, like, uh, our, our patrons have, have literally helped um, the production value of our shows, which has in turn helped the quality of our shows. So, yeah, yeah you find all that stuff there. And then also check out, um, check out our Discord. Uh, it, it, Discord's, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Trust me. I, one of my favorite things I've done is because I can't do the UWO show, the Unpopular Wrestling Opinions all the time they're kind of like a like a, my little baby that i like to do like about once a month yeah. um i give little snippets of it on our discord there we have our own discord channel where i drop a uwo like i'll drop a, a unpopular wrestling tweet yeah. in it and start the discourse there um and then it's fun because if you're in the discord you essentially are getting previews to upcoming shows um yeah you know, just without knowing exactly who the guests are going to be. So I thought that was a pretty cool little dynamic for our Discord. Yeah, that's a smart idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at KatieRasslin13, link tree in my bio to take you all things She Lead Showcase, twitch.tv slash She Lead Showcase. We have a YouTube channel. Please go subscribe. We have all the videos up there. 
Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, if you want to listen to your podcast. Uh, there's an Instagram page, too. I actually think I have it up to date now. I think that's just at Sheely Showcase. Um, I have merch coming very soon. I bought a website. There's a lot of things happening. Um, I have, like, the sample coming to me soon before I make the, um, the shirts public. It's because I want to see what it looks like on the shirt first before I release that shit to the public. Um, so I think that's coming this <laughs> week. Uh, and then, yeah, so Sheely Showcase is the weekly recap. Myself and my co-host Savannah do. Uh, Inside the Mind of, obviously, the interview series that we are doing right now. Um, there's been like 13-ish episodes. Go check those out. In the Crowd is also up. The latest one with Matt and Vince is out. We just did that last week. So I got that up. Uh... And I'm usually, and if I'm not on this channel, you can catch me on Snag and Earl because I'm basically a co-host without being a co-host. Um, but yeah, thank you again, Kyle, for doing this. We finally got it done after months of you pestering me about it. So yeah, thank you. Guys I wasn't again. gonna go away. You you weren't gonna go away, and we were gonna get it done. I just lost motivation for it for a minute, so it's all good. Uh, thank you guys again for watching, listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.